A reading from the second book of Samuel. King David said to Joab and the leaders of the army who were with him, Tore all the tribes in Israel from Dan to Beersheba, and register the people that I may know their number. Joab then reported to the king the number of people registered. In Israel, 800,000 men fit for military service. In Judah, 500,000. Afterward, however, David regretted having numbered the people and said to the Lord, I've sinned grievously in what I've done, but now, Lord, forgive the guilt of your servant, for I've been very foolish. When David rose in the morning, the Lord had spoken to the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and say to David, this is what the Lord says. I offer you three alternatives. Choose one of them, and I will inflict it on you. Gad then went to David to inform him. He asked, Do you want a three years famine to come upon your land, or to flee from your enemy three months while he pursues you, or to have three days pestilence in your land? Now consider and decide what I must reply to him who sent me. David answered, Gad, I am in very serious difficulty. Let us fall by the hand of God, for he is most merciful, but let me not fall by the hand of man. Thus David chose the pestilence. Now it was the time of the wheat harvest when the plague broke out among the people. The Lord then sent a pestilence over Israel from morning until the time appointed, and 70,000 of the people from Dan to Beersheba died. But when the angel stretched forth his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord regretted the calamity and said to the angel, causing the destruction among the people, Enough now, stay your hand. The angel of the Lord was then standing at the threshing floor of Aronah, the Jebusite. When David saw the angel who was striking the people, he said to the Lord, It is I who have sinned. It is I, the shepherd, who have done wrong. But these are the sheep. What have they done? Punish me and my kindred. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, forgive the wrong I have done. Blessed is he whose fault is taken away, whose sin is covered. Blessed the man to whom the Lord imputes not guilt, and whose spirit there is no guile. Lord, forgive the wrong I have done. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, my guilt I covered not. I said I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. Lord, forgive the wrong I have done. For this shall every faithful man pray to you in time of stress. Though deep waters overflow, they shall not reach him. Lord, forgive the wrong I have done. You are my shelter. From distress, you will preserve me. With, with glad cries of freedom, you will ring me round. Lord, forgive the wrong I have done. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's start with David here. Try to connect it to the Gospel why is David's sin of taking the census so great? Well, it's a 
it's a sin of pride and, and arrogance. Any Anyone trying to take a census, we're going to see this throughout the scriptures, especially Caesar Augustus at the time of Christ's birth. Remember, that's what brings them to Bethlehem. They have, um, they have to register because of the census. It's basically the king doing a couple things, wanting to just say, look, this is how great I am. This is how, how large my nation is. And then David specifically, what, to be able to conscript men. So he has 800,000 men fit for military service. So this means David is now stepping outside of God's grace or he's running ahead of God's grace. You know, before David was needed militarily to to uh, put Israel together as, as a nation and to defend Israel from attacks of, of, from the enemy. And God was with David to do that. The, the mission was accomplished, but now David is is taking it a step further. He wants more men to, what, be able to go on the offensive, maybe conquer more nations. That's not part of God's plan. So David is, is proud, and now he's getting greedy, and um, he's not no longer wanting to trust in God who provided these victories, but trust in his own strength. And then the other reason for taking this, the, the census is, is for money purposes, for taxing these individuals. So this is now also greed. David, even though it's not specifically indicated here in Second Samuel, David is wanting, is basically desiring more income for the treasury to what build a nicer palace and so on and so forth. Again, he's done the job in consolidating Israel, but he's he's going too far. So then he's given this choice. Now David's choice is, you know, three years famine. I. Uh, Flee from three months for your enemy or three days pestilence in the land. Now, David, I'm sure, chose the three days pestilence because it's just the shortest amount of time. He doesn't want to be humbled for three years or three months. He'll just take three days. And yet in three days, 70,000 people died. It's probably as more than would have died in the three years famine or David being pursued for three months. Being pursued for three months would have been the most humbling that's probably what he should have chosen because it necessarily wouldn't have led to the death of people. So again, David is, is showing his sin here, but then this is why David is great. This is why he's um, one of the one of the uh, pillars of, of the Old Testament and the ancestor of Christ. What he, he recognizes is sin. This is something that so many others aren't able to do. He says, I'm the shepherd. I've done wrong. Spare my sheep. You know, take it out on me. Okay, so when we, we all make these mistakes, we all make sins, um, can, do we have the humility to say, you know what, it's on me? So this is a, a humility that the people in Nazareth are lacking. Or they don't see, they don't have faith. Remember, Jesus done all these other great miracles in all these other towns who don't know Jesus because they're open. They're astonished, like in Capernaum and wherever else, except Nazareth. They don't, they think they know, oh, this is, we know this guy and we know his family. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to teach us. We're the ones in control. And so they don't receive any miracles. So pray for that grace of humility, especially um, when we fall short of the plan God has for us. And really trust in God's mercy that, that he, will, he will provide for us and he will bless us. Amen.